so for the fig tree, this is another just super simple illustration, and, and there's a lot more that goes into it theologically, but I want you to think about this rationally. Remember, Jesus is a human. He's 100% man and 100% God, which is a, uh, is a mystery, of course, but if we could fully understand God, then he would cease to be awe-inspiring or worthy of you know all, all our praise. And um, So the fig tree, they're walking. Remember, there's no, the only mode of transportation was walking or riding on stuff, but they were poor. Jesus was poor while he was here, so they walked everywhere. So they come across fig trees, and I bet there was a, an excitement, like, oh, let's eat some food. You know, these, these my earthly flesh is, is hungry and, and tired, so they stop, and there's no, no figs to eat. So I'm sure part of it was he was just plain upset. He was angry at it, which is there's so many lessons there that are so important, like it's okay to, to be upset, it's okay to be angry, right? There's, there's godly ways to pretty much every emotion. But again, you gotta look at that stuff, is, is Jesus is never not teaching something, right? Like everything that God says, there's either an action or a lesson involved. And so the fig tree not bearing fruit is a direct example. And he brings, he actually, there's actually a lot of talk about figs in the Bible, but, um, or anything like vines and trees there's all this kind of illustrations about if it's not bearing fruit if it's not doing what it was supposed to be doing right because that's what those trees are good for right everything's got to be has a purpose god made everything with a purpose and so when it's not living out its purpose it's worthless and will be thrown into the fire and so that is a real and scary picture of people made in God's image who are not living for God, who are not submitting under God. So those people who God made, God knows, God formed in the womb, who choose a life in denial and rebellion against God are worthless and would be thrown into the fire, basically. And I know that sounds harsh, but remember, people are choosing that. So if you choose not to live for God, God's going to give you exactly that. You're not going to get God. And the only good in this world and for eternity is God. All right, now about the Peter and behind me, Satan. So this has always been really interesting. Um, in a way, I think Jesus Jesus approaches Peter in this way because, first, we, we don't hear inflection. You know, I don't think Jesus was yelling at him and saying, Get behind me, Satan! You know, he wasn't being wasn't being uh, vulgar in a way. I'm sure it was stern and it was it was uh, strong, but I think one Jesus was 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 being being tempted. Remember, he was tempted in every way. He understands our weakness, um, yet without sin, of course, he was perfect. So Peter's saying, "No, no, this can't happen to you, God." See, this is one of the times where Jesus is speaking plainly, and so I think they finally they uh, they they understand this one a little bit, but they're denying it. They're saying, no, this can't happen. I will fight anybody off, you know, that's, I will fight anybody who tries to take you. And I think in a way, Jesus was probably like, that sounds really tempting. Because remember in the garden, before he gets crucified, he prays, Lord, if there's any other way, you know, please take this cup from me. Take this, uh, if there's any other way for us to bring our people back to ourselves, let's, let's do that. But there was no other way. Sin demands bloodshed because sin is a big deal. So innocence is taken away when sin occurs. So the, the, what's more innocent than God himself living a perfect life? Um, nothing. So he had to sacrifice himself. So I think this was, this was getting close to, to Jesus' crucifixion. And Peter's saying this. Peter's his friend. Peter, uh, Jesus loves Peter greatly. And so he hears his friend pleading for his life, but at the same time not understanding that this has to occur. So 
Jesus is like, no, stop. Don't even speak like that. That's tempting me to disobey maybe. You know, even though he wouldn't and he couldn't, it's still a temptation that he had. That's what I believe anyways. Um, part two is... He, I think he's frustrated at Peter because he doesn't understand. He's just saying, no, you, you don't understand. If I don't die, then you all die. Everyone that, that I love here on earth, all my children will not be able to come back to me. I have to die. So he's not, he's not, Peter's not understanding that, no, uh, I need to die and I need to raise again. Mm-hmm.